0: This episode is brought to you by Cox Home Life. Cox helps make your home smarter. And now you can pull up your home life cameras on your TV with your Contour voice remote and some simple voice commands. To learn more, visit cox.com slash thisishome. Today, we're talking about one thing. The one thing you can do to live years longer, to get more done, to be healthier and happier. The one you can do that's even more powerful than losing weight or quitting smoking. What's that one thing? I'll tell you in 30 right here on Simply Said. Simply Said is the place we come together to talk about the simple ways we can live well, do good, and be happy. And we might just change the world while we're at it. Are you ready? Let's do it! Campbell, and this is the podcast where we talk about practical ways to live better, do good, be happy. And this one today is a biggie. I even call it one of my superpowers. It's life changing, but it's also doable. So before you go all skeptical on me, suspend your disbelief and give this one thing a go for 30 days just to see what happens. Or heck, give it a go for 15 minutes because the topic we are covering today will change your life and lead to positive things for you and everybody else. I'm not overselling this. Ready to hear what it is? My one big thing is optimism. I know, I know, I know. Always been an optimist. It's just unrealistic to be cheery all the time. Or you've never been an optimist because bad stuff happens all the time, right? And right now you're out there thinking, Polly, you are full of baloney aren't you paying attention? We got big problems. We got climate change and political snark and terrorism and the coronavirus. Yes. Yes. I read the news. I stay informed. And I think that's exactly why I choose to behave optimistically. See what I did there? I choose to behave optimistically. In the last 10 years, what psychologists and neuroscientists have learned is that while everyone is born on a spectrum between levels of optimism and pessimism, we are usually leaning a little one way or the other, but optimism is an attitude and a behavior. It's not a trait. It's not just about being happy all the time either. It's not even about being happy some of the time. It's more about how we see and explain the world to ourselves and it can make all the difference. Optimism isn't just the tendency to expect things will turn out better, and pessimism isn't only the tendency to expect that things will go wrong and turn out poorly. In fact, both optimism and pessimism describe how we think about what causes the hard stuff. You see, it's not the hard stuff itself, but it's how we explain why it happened. So if you're looking at a glass half full or empty, okay, that's part of it, but that's only part of it because it's how you see the glass that matters most. If you see the half empty glass as a big problem, one that you caused, if it's your fault because you forgot to fill up the darn water and this empty glass will ruin everything and there's not a single thing you can do about it, well, that's a pessimistic approach. An optimist might even see the glass as half empty but she's then going to recognize that sometimes things happen and she'll come up with something that will help her get the water she needs or fill that glass to the rim with margaritas. An optimist is more likely to take action that will improve her circumstances. So, for example, when an optimist fails a test, she'll be upset. She might even be down on herself. But then she'll recognize that she failed because she didn't study enough and she'll work harder next time. A pessimist will believe she is just one of those people who doesn't do well on tests and there's nothing she can do. So what's the point in taking a makeup? You see how that attitude can limit us? And not only can it keep us from what we want and need, but we feel bad about it. We're more likely to be depressed and unhappy. Our lives have less meaning. We're more likely to smoke we're more likely to eat junk food, we're more likely to do the things that keep us stuck and feeling bad about our lives. An optimist, sure, she's upset that she gained weight, but then she realizes she wants to feel better, and there are plenty of things she can do to get some energy and maybe drop a few pounds, like working out, eating more veggies, and so she'll do some of that stuff. She believes she can make a positive difference and change outcomes in a positive way. So instead of stressing about it and complaining, she gets up and gets to work doing just that. A pessimist, on the other hand, recognizes that losing weight is hard and he's never been successful at it before. And he comes from a family of big bone people. So what does it matter? Nothing he can do past the candy bar. People with a pessimistic, self-explanatory style, those who view the world as happening to us and having little control and nothing they can do to change it, are at a higher risk for developing post-traumatic stress and depression when adversity strikes. And we know adversity is going to strike, right? And they're more likely to lose their motivation when they fail at something. Because if they don't see that they can do anything to change the outcomes at all, they're not likely to try again. When things are going well, when the team that we're playing on is winning, for example, there's really no difference in our motivation between pessimists and optimists. But when things aren't going well, when the team is losing or playing poorly or life is hard, the pessimists among us, they give up. They stop trying. And they're more likely to stay stuck in the problem spots. There is a kind of pessimism called defensive pessimism, where you believe the outcomes will be negative unless you get to work, and that can be motivating, right? We worry about failing the test, so we're more likely to hustle. And about 30 to 35% of all Americans use this kind of defensive strategy called defensive pessimism. It's a calculated, deliberate form of negative thinking. These individuals set low expectations for their performance. They just figure they won't do that good anyhow, and... That motivates them to try harder. It also motivates them to feel greater anxiety and upset before. Blanket optimism, where you think everything is okay even when the house is on fire, well, that's not good either. What we're looking for here is the middle of the spectrum. We're looking for the adaptive, middle-of-the-road approach to optimism, and that is something we can practice. That kind of realistic or grounded optimism allows us to see what's real. It allows us to get a clear view of the problems or the adversity or the pain we're feeling while also believing at the very same time that we can make things better, even if it's only a little bit. This optimistic explanatory style causes people to choose healthier, more proactive behavior. Instead of complaining that their weight gain is making it hard for them to breathe or walk, they know that they can make small changes that'll make a difference. So they might eat more vegetables or they might go for a walk around the neighborhood and slowly build up their strength. Instead of seeing the health problems as a genetic aspect that they can't control, they start eating better. They get better health care. They take responsibility. They take responsibility for their health and make healthier choices. Optimists take action that does make things better and this presents a real possibility for change and that feels so hopeful to me I wrote about this a couple weeks ago on the Polly Campbell author Facebook page you can find it there and it really seemed to strike a nerve I got lots of people weighing in and, and lots of likes because things are tough right now right I see it too. I feel it too. And I'm raising a 13 year old and I'm worried about her all the time, but I can't stay in those feelings of toughness or fear or upset because then I won't be busy trying to make stuff better, right? I can start small. I can be a better mom. I can be more positive around the house. I can support my family. I can learn and get better at my job so I can reach people with hopefully these inspiring messages. I can be a better neighbor and and take food to the widower down the street and support my friends, right? When I believe that I can make a positive difference, I get busy trying to do that. And in reality, those outcomes make a better neighborhood and a better school and a better community and a better world. You can see where I talk about this a couple of posts down on at Polly Campbell author on Facebook. But the point is, you don't have to change the world all at once. You can change how your family's working together, how the people in your neighborhood feel. You can change how the school works by volunteering your time and positive energy. And those things have far-reaching effects that can truly change the world. You can do it, even if you don't believe it will matter, right? Even if you're leaning on the pessimistic side of the spectrum. When we do this, when we take optimistic action, when we work to make small, even big improvements, a few things happen. We feel better. Research from Harvard and other institutions show that people who act optimistic are Less susceptible to colds and flus you're going to get sick a lot less you're going to have better heart health <laughs> you're going to live longer and you're going to live longer healthier and happier right you're not going to be sick listen i don't want to live forever i don't want to live long if i'm going to be sick and grouchy the whole time so it seems as though this attitude Being optimistic has a number of protective qualities. And I'll put a link to the research in the description of this show if you're curious about. Optimism helps us manage personal goals and develop other coping tactics that help us deal with adversity. And as a result, optimists are more successful because they keep learning and keep working. When when they have a setback or failure, They find a way around it. They learn from that mistake and they keep going forward because they know that they can learn and get better. They have a more adaptive mindset. This is why I think optimism is a superpower. And it's one that you can cultivate. It's a behavior you can choose. It's not simply one you're born with. This can be yours too. Listen, this isn't denying the hard stuff. I've had hard stuff happen and so have you right we are having a human experience here and that's part of it since i was diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis which turned out to be very aggressive and progressive until i was an adult i've heard from tons of people about outcomes and what would happen to my health and the surgeries i would need and when i would go into a wheelchair and when i would need a caregiver and i have met people and interviewed them for magazine articles who are living those realities and they're happy but they're in wheelchairs. They have full-time caregivers. They've had dozens of surgeries. It's not because they did something wrong. It's not because they were negative people. Things happen. But I will tell you this. When I am most negative about my prognosis, that's also when I'm most stressed, and that intensifies my pain and fatigue. I practice optimism in my own life because it feels better. Now, if down the road I need surgery to help my hip, then I'm optimistic, I'll make a strong comeback. But right now I'm not there yet. So if I'm having a tough hour or a tough day, I only see that as a tough hour or a tough day. It's nobody's fault, nothing I did wrong. It's not the world coming after me. And that allows me to stay positive enough to take tiny actions throughout the day to feel better, okay? Optimism is a habit we can get into. How though, it takes practice. Martin Seligman talks about the ABCDE model of learned optimism. And A stands for adversity. And that's a situation that generally calls for a response. We're facing some adversities from setback. We need to deal with it. Then we have belief, which is the B. How do we interpret the event? Is it something that happened that we can correct with hard work or understanding or support from others? Or is it something that happened to us that we can't do anything about? What is your belief about the event? What is the consequence, See consequence, the way we behave and respond or feel about the event? Disputation is the effort we expend to argue and dispute the belief. Is our belief that the world has just fallen apart and there's nothing we can do? Do we challenge that at all? And then the energization is the outcome that emerges from trying to challenge our beliefs. So here's how it goes. Was it the adversity? What are your thoughts about the challenge, right? The belief. What are your thoughts about the belief? Consequence. What behaviors, feelings, consequences have emerged as a result of the thoughts you were having? Did they help or hurt? Can you dispute them? Are they even true? Often, we have these thoughts and beliefs about something and they're not even true. So can you dispute your thoughts? Consider your thoughts. You had the adversity, you had some thoughts about your adversity, you had some things that happened because of your beliefs and those thoughts. Now, are those beliefs that sent all this spiraling away, are they even true? Can you prove them wrong? Can you challenge your assumptions? Is there another way of thinking about this adversity? Can you find other evidence of times you've succeeded when you've had a setback, right? And then the energized part. How do you feel now? You've examined, the, you, you've recognized the adversity. You've examined your beliefs about it. You've disputed those beliefs and the consequences that have come as a result of your beliefs. Now do you feel better? Are you more hopeful? Are you more energized? Can you recognize that things happen, but you can impact outcomes in the future? There are lots of ways that we can respond that will change outcomes, right? There's a whole lot in this world we can't control, a bunch of stuff. But we can always choose our response. And when we choose a calmer, more compassionate, more optimistic response, often Our consequences aren't as hard to deal with. So next time you're feeling negative and upset and pessimistic, try the A, B, C, D, E approach and just see what happens. What is the setback or adversity? What are you thinking about that? What kind of behaviors or consequences or feelings are you having as a result of those thoughts? And are the thoughts even true? And now after you've disputed your thoughts, after you've challenged them a little bit, how do you feel? Can you go forward and if so, what can you do? When we investigate our thoughts a few times a day, it becomes easier and you'll naturally begin seeing that there is always more than one possibility. Sure, there are some negative outcomes. Things we don't like are gonna happen, but remember this, you've always gotten through them before and you can do it again. I'm optimistic about that. (laughs) All right, that brings us to the Simply Start segment. Today, I want you to write about your best possible future self. Lots of research indicates that when we take time to talk and think and write about something we're looking forward to tomorrow, we feel more optimistic. But when you sit down and write about your best possible future self, as it will be five years from now, 10 years from now, you start building the optimism habit and you create optimism in your imagination. You begin to articulate how you want your life to be and to feel. You get to work creating those realities. So the fastest and most fun way, I think, I think this is a really fun exercise to do, is start playing around. Sit down for 20 minutes and write about your best possible future self. What's your life going to look like five years from now? What is the best outcome and what will you be doing then? Take 20 minutes, simply start, and simply start creating an optimistic habit. I love it. And that brings us to the Simply Nifty segment. And today's Simply Nifty is this meme by Charles Schultz of Snoopy and Charlie Brown. And I love it. They're sitting on the edge of this dock, Charlie Brown and Snoopy, and they're staring out at the water. And Charlie Brown says, one day, Snoopy, we're all going to die. And Snoopy sits there and he says, yep, but all the other days we get to live right? That's an optimistic explanatory style. And I think it makes all the difference. This meme is simply nifty. Check it out. One day, Snoopy, we're all going to die. And Snoopy says, yep, but all the other days we get to live. This is our day and we get to live it. Are you going to take a more optimistic approach? Recognize that you can do little things in every moment that can improve outcomes, make you feel better, contribute positive." things to the world, or are you going to sit on the couch and just figure, well, one day you're all going to die, so what's the point anyhow? You get to choose. That's the thing we know about optimism. It's not just a trait we're born with. It's a behavior we can choose, and when you choose optimism, you're going to be happier, healthier, and live a longer, more meaningful life. I think that's awesome. I'll put this meme and a link to it on my at Polly Campbell Author page on Facebook if you want to get a copy for yourself. Another good way to find great optimism memes is just to search for optimism memes on the internet and you'll get a whole bunch of images. But you can find this one at Polly Campbell Author on Facebook. You can also tweet me at PL Campbell on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Hoping you'll feel a little more optimistic after realizing how powerful we are. We can change our world and the world for everyone else just by how we look at it. Remember, This isn't about being filled up with fake good cheer. And you don't even have to be cheery all the time. In fact, I complain and and grumble my way through the day sometimes. But after that, then I get busy because when you behave optimistically, you can make positive changes for you and for the world. And I think that will help us live well, do good, and be happy. (laughs)